Hello there, our dear listeners. Welcome to the HSK Student Podcast and to the new academic year. This is Richard, your host from the HSK ETEC team. Thank you for joining us on episode 27 of the HSK Student Pod. It's a pleasure to have you as one of our listeners. As usual, I'm not going to let you down. I have special guests for you who are going to share wonderful messages with us. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello everyone, I am Karen, the current Associate Dean in Learning, Teaching and Student Experience in the school. Welcome to episode 27 of the HSK Student Podcast, the first episode for academic year 2022-23. Wow, it's autumn already. After the scorching summer we've had, things are now getting darker, cooler and wetter and the autumn colours are appearing on the trees. We're heading for Halloween, followed closely by bonfire night on November the 5th. And this falls also around the same time as the Festival of Light or Diwali. So we're going to have lots of fireworks going off and some spooky trick-or-treating. I really hope you'll enjoy celebrating these events. I would first of all like to give a big welcome to all of our new students, both home and international working at undergraduate and postgraduate levels across all of our nursing, allied health professional and social work programmes in the School of Health and Social Work, or as we like to call it, HSK. I do hope you're settling in well, getting to know the university and meeting each other and making friends. You'll also be getting to know your brilliant members of academic staff who will guide you through your programme from beginning to end. Secondly. I want to welcome back all of our amazing returning students. What a different year this will be with you coming onto campus much more and being able to build on your friendships and community. There is a real buzz about the place, so different to the previous two and a half years. In this episode, we have some special guests. I'll be interviewing Sarah, who is one of our HSK Student Community Organisers or SCOs. There are four others as well. We've got Hayley, Robin, Ben and Betsy, who will be working together across the programmes in the school. Sarah talks about what an SCO is and some of the work they hope to do this year. One important task at the moment is electing your student representatives. This is a crucial role to ensure that we hear the student voice and can act on any issues that come up. I also talked to Vivian who is HSK's Black, Asian and Minority Ethnic Student Advocate. She'll be telling you about her role and the work that she'll be doing this year. Laura, who is our Assistant Associate Dean of Student Experience, talks to Faith Goliger from the Student Union Advice and Support Team. She'll be giving us some really useful information about how they can help you and the support they can provide especially during this time when we are starting the new academic year. Then Aidan Mitchell, one of our brilliant educational technologists in the school, talks to me about the EdTech team, their role in the school and how they can help both staff and students, particularly with their digital skills. Last but by no means least, we'll hear from Shipper from our amazing Student Support and Academic Skills Team, or SAS for short. And she's going to be telling us about the activities and events that they're running in the next few weeks. Do look out for the Health Education England National Education and Training Survey, which is live now. Take the opportunity to give your feedback on placements to work towards eliminating inequalities in education and training. This is a really important survey, so do complete it if you have done placements. We really want to hear your feedback and a special call out to level six students. Please look out for the educational gains survey which is opening on October the 24th. The university's vision is to transform lives and we want to hear about how your confidence has improved over your programme. 
to be ready for employment, your employability skills, and we want to know a bit about your personal and social development during your time with us. It only takes five minutes to complete. It is a really good opportunity to reflect on your development and to see how far you've come, and it is a long way, believe me. Your programme team should set time aside in class for you to complete the survey, so I'm thanking you in advance for doing that. On a slightly sadder note for me, I need to announce that this will be my last HSK student podcast. I am retiring from the university at the end of October. I'm looking forward to that, but I will miss my brilliant job and being able to talk to and work with the incredible students and staff here at the university, but especially in HSK, an incredible group of people and you guys who are the future of our health and social care. So, with my very best wishes to all of you and wishing you all the luck in the world in what will no doubt be your stellar careers. Over to you, Richard. Dear HSK student pod listeners, especially our student listeners, some of you may be aware of the different student leadership roles at the University of Hertfordshire. BEM student advocates and the student community organizers are some of those student leadership roles. For this month's student success stories, we have our guests, Vivian, the HSK BEM student advocate, and Sarah, one of the new HSK student community organizers, often called SCO in short. Vivian and Sarah are going to share a brief message with us, letting us know about their roles and how they can be of help to you. I now hand you over to Karen, who had the opportunity to meet Vivian and Sarah. Good afternoon, ladies. Very lovely to have the chance to speak to you today. Our two guests in this section are Sarah Downing, who is one of our student community organisers, and Vivian Musa-Ime, who is our BAME student advocate this year. Let's start, Sarah. Would you like to just tell us a little bit about you? Thank you for inviting me along. I am Sarah Downing. Um, I am a third-year student within the Radiotherapy and Oncology Programme, and I am fortunate enough to be one of the community organisers for this year. I work in a team of five, and our role predominantly is to promote the student union and school-based activities to our programmes and start trying to build our community together. Thanks, Sarah. That's lovely. So, Vivian, just tell us a little bit about where you're placed in the school and what a BAME student advocate is. Thank you, Karen. Hi, everyone. My name is Vivian Mosoimi, and I am also a third-year adult nursing student here at the University of Hertfordshire. And I am BAME Student Advocate for HSK. My job as BAME Student Advocate is to improve the overall well-being and study experience of BAME students studying at the University of Hertfordshire, but particularly for the School of Health and Social Work. So I will be working with students as well as lecturers to ensure that, that this is done. Lovely. Thank you. And just to say, it is your second year as a BAME Student Advocate, isn't it? You came back. For Absolutely. Year. So yes. that's good. Brilliant. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So let's move back to Sarah then. So Sarah, you said you're part of a, a group of five, and just for people who aren't aware, we call you SCOs. It's School Community Organizer, but we shorten it to SCOs. So could you tell us a little bit about the other? students who are involved in that role? I'd love to, yes. We have Hayley, who covers the paramedic science, midwifery and social work programmes. We have Robin, who covers the physiotherapy and occupational health programmes. We have Ben, who covers the mental health nursing, children's nursing and adult nursing. And Betsy, who covers the learning difficulties nursing, nursing apprenticeships. And she also covers adult nursing because it's such a big programme. I cover the radiotherapy and oncology and the diagnostic radiography courses, which is my particular passion. Lovely. Thank you very much. If 
I can carry on with you there, Sarah. You started to talk a little bit about what an SCO is. You mentioned student community. Can you give us a little bit more information about what the role of the SCO is in the school and in the wider university, really? Of course, yes. We are a student leadership role and we work with both the students and the staff within our programmes to collaborate and improve the community. And as I said before, we often do this through the school activities. We try and do our own events. We are trying to use things like Instagram to improve our communication between our programmes. But most importantly, we work with the student representatives from each of our programmes. Excellent. And what's your role in the student rep? You know, we're very early in the year. So what's going on at the moment? At the moment, it's very exciting because we've each tried to get into our programmes to advocate for our student representatives and to help in the elections that are taking place at the moment. We get together this group of student representatives. They are given training and we support them so that their experience within their own cohorts can be brought forward and any improvements that need to be done can be made for them. But just as rightly, all the positives as well, because there are so many positive things going on within our school at the moment. Lovely. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's important. And I think you said it's quite important we get the reps elected pretty quickly because is there some training coming up? There is indeed, yes. The Student Union is putting on training for our student representatives on the 19th of October in the afternoon. The SCOs are involved in this and it's a great opportunity for us to get together face to face with the student representatives that we're supporting. Lovely. And I think that really does help to build the community within the school and to get to meet people on other programmes is is really invaluable, isn't it? I think. Absolutely. Brilliant. So let's come back to Vivian. Obviously, you were in post last year. Maybe you could just tell us a little bit about the sort of things you got involved with last year and anything you're bringing forward for this year or new ideas you've got. Thank you, Karen. To everyone listening out there, my primary role as fame advocate in HSK is to reduce something called an awarding gap. It's not just particular to the University of Hertfordshire, but it's UK-wide, something called an awarding gap, or the literature would say attainment gap, where students from BAME backgrounds, BAME being short for Black, Asian and minority ethnic backgrounds, are less likely to graduate with a 2-1 or a first class compared to their white counterparts. So last year when I was in this role, I did a few things. I was particular about spreading the word on academic skills because academic writing is something that a lot of BAME students struggle with. And we thought, and I thought that if that is addressed, it can sort of increase students' chances of getting better grades. And then there's also the issue of BAME students being overrepresented on the academic misconduct panel. And if those trainings were there and they knew where to get resources from and they could do their essays, then it will help them and reduce that number of BAME students that are in the academic panel. And that's something that I have chosen to carry on into this year too. So I will be working closely with the academic skills group for HSK to make sure that this is done. Then last year, I also had to champion conversations around race and inclusive practices because we understand that there's some things that could be happening that make students not necessarily interact with the modules in their courses. So I felt that if we champion this and make people conscious of inclusive practices when dealing with students, then it makes students more interested in interacting with course materials. And that, of course, will sort of reduce that awarding gap or close it to an extent. This year, I am taking academic skills forward again, like I said earlier, but I will also be focusing on BAME students' placement experiences because I have had informal conversations with some BAME students who haven't exactly had the best placement experiences that they need or that should be required. So I will be looking into that and making sure that there is support for every BAME student who goes out into placement. This year, I also want to improve visibility. So you might see me one or two times or you might see things where I say there might be coffee meetups 
maybe once or once a month or once in two months. So if you see that, please pop in because I mean, I think it's important to have that community where you can come in and feel heard and seen and know that you are represented. Those are just few things that I will be focusing on this year. Fantastic. Thank you. I think, you know, you're, you're talking about things that are really at the core of, you know, my interest as the Associate Dean Learning and Teaching, the awarding gap, as you're saying, good degrees, but also that community for all students to feel that their voice is being heard. I think that is so important. And for people not to feel shy and not to feel uncomfortable about coming forward and asking for support, which is there. You know, we have lots of support available, but we do know sometimes students feel, you know, uncomfortable or don't know how to ask for that support. And I think your advocacy in those areas is really great, Vivian. Sarah, I think probably you can see some parallels in some of the work you might be doing to, you know, bring the community together through your roles. I'm not sure I saw you nodding. I can see everybody, obviously, but you on the podcast won't be able to see, you'll just be able to hear. Um, But Sarah was nodding through while Vivian was talking. So any thoughts from that point of view? Absolutely. One of the things I'm very aware of is student voice and getting all student voices available to the right departments. I mean, through my time here, I was a student rep in my first year. I started working on the student voice then because we were struggling because we were in COVID. And, you know, the community was so difficult to pull together because we were so in different corners and we were on computers. And in fact, when I first met my year in year two, we all sat in a room and we had no idea who we all were. And that was just in a cohort. And so I feel that the SCOs this year have got a real challenge, actually, because we're just coming out of this and we all feel so alone at the moment. We're used to speaking to our own little group and nothing else. And improving the student voice from all areas, whether it be our underrepresented groups or whether it be in academic societies or social societies, it's getting people out and getting them together. And I think that's the core of what the SCOs would like to try and achieve this year. That's great. Thank you, Sarah. And yeah, I think, you know, the the student societies are really important. And a lot of the programmes actually in HSK have got societies that students can join. And obviously, you've mentioned the COVID word, which we've all been living through that for the last two and a half years. And this is the third academic year that it's affected. And obviously, both of you will have been, as you've mentioned, living through that whole experience, which has been very challenging for everyone but I think for you students you know in particularly around placements and so on it's been an incredible challenge and I think what's really exciting is the fact that we're actually going to be seeing people face to face and getting to know people and it does make it easier doesn't it to to speak to a wider range of people and to get people together in a room which is really really exciting possibility so it is challenging as you said but I think it it should make it a bit easier because people are more accessible that's um, the part I'm looking forward to, actually, yeah. just meeting people and not being online, sending yeah. things that you can't see. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're sort of coming towards the end of our time. I just wonder if both of you have got maybe a, a final message that you'd like to get out there to the staff and the students. And we will be interviewing more SEOs of the group and may come back to you again, Vivian, later on in the year. But this is just an introductory session. Um, So Sarah, any last messages you'd like to get out there to everyone? Yes, um, I would encourage everybody to join our Instagram, which is heartsuni underscore HSK as the SEOs are going to be using this platform to get out information on any events that we do. Watch the space for the moment. We are looking at some key dates in our professions, and we are looking at maybe doing something at the end of the year. So just tantalisingly putting that out there. We hope that people will start using our feedback mechanisms. Talk to your student representatives. Your student representatives will pass the information to your SEOs, and the SEOs will pass it on to 
the student union and the lecturing staff, because we're all a community. We all want the best for all of our students. And we can only do that if you let us know. Lovely. Thank you. And Vivian, how about yourself? I'm going to draw back on what Sarah has said really about support because there is lots of support here at uni and if you need help please speak to someone speak to your course reps uh, you probably see me a few times on campus wearing my Baymat for kids hoodie please speak to me if you think there's something that you need and the world is your oyster really there's nothing like too much information and we're all here to help you and make sure that your study here at heart is just as interesting as you plan for it to be Excellent. Thank you very much. Well, it only remains for me to say thank you to both of you for appearing on our HSK student pod. And uh, well, good luck to both of you for your final year in the university. And uh, bye for now. Thank you. Bye. 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 Dear HSK Student listeners, especially our new student listeners, I'm not sure if you are aware of the different services the Hertfordshire Students Union Advice and Support Team has on offer, especially during this time when we are just starting the new academic year. For this month's profession spotlight, we have our guest, Faith, from the Hertfordshire Students Union Advice and Support Team. Faith is going to share a brief message with us letting us know about some of the services her team has on offer to students. I now hand you over to Laura, who had the opportunity of meeting and interviewing Faith. Hi Faith, and welcome to the HSK Student Podcast, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me on the HSK Student Pod. I'm really happy to be here. Excellent. Faith, could you just tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself, please? Absolutely. So I've been working in the Students' Union for almost 10 years always in the advice and support team. Um, before that, I also worked as student staff whilst I was studying at the University of Hertfordshire. So it's safe to say I love this place. Um, and I feel very, very um, privileged to be in a position where I get to support students throughout their student journey. The centre itself offers free and confidential advice to students. Being that it's within the students' union and not the university, we are uniquely placed to offer impartial advice as well. So if there's ever any situations that students want to gain that kind of support from, they're more than welcome to come and see us. Excellent, thank you. You're clearly passionate about giving students that support and advice while they're here at university. Could you just tell us a bit more about some of these specific areas that students might approach you about in the Student Union and Advice and Support team? Absolutely. So unsurprisingly, it's predominantly academic issues and and concerns. It might be that a student has faced personal challenging circumstances and they don't know what to do. You know, you're you're often faced with choices, whether it might be an extension or it was serious adverse circumstances, it's now exceptional circumstances and, and how to kind of understand and navigate those university policies and procedures. We know how overwhelming it can be to try and read through those documents and and try and make an informed decision. And so our aim is to try and make life a little bit easier for students so they can fully understand what they can do and what their options are and so they can work from an informed position. As well as that, we offer help with any housing disputes. We can offer informal mediations between groups of housemates if there's been a falling out or an argument. We can help with that as well. But also just general life skills. If anyone's just struggling with, particularly at the start of term, life admin, trying to get things all together, getting everything sorted. Again, we know how overwhelming it can be. So again, it's just trying to help students along to, you know, get everything sorted and to love their time at hearts and to have the best time that they can. Fantastic. Thank you. So it's a really useful place where students can go and get support about a whole range of issues. But how can students get in touch with you? Is it online? Is it face-to-face? What's best? So our office is based down in the Hutton Hub. Our door is open between 10am and 4pm Monday to Friday. The only time that that isn't the case is if there's a university closed day or bank holiday. So students can drop in as and when is convenient for them. 
Alternatively, they can email us via advice at heartsu.com. That email address has changed this year, so <laughs> make sure you note that one down. Um, or students can call us via 01707 285022. We do also offer appointments online still. Obviously, throughout the pandemic, we saw how helpful it was to be able to offer online appointments. So as well as all of that, we can do that too. Fantastic. Thank you. So really accessible for hopefully all of our students. Before we finish there, what final message would you like to leave with our listeners? I think it's, again, kind of going back to what I said about the key ways that we can help and support students. If you're not sure about something or you might be feeling a bit overwhelmed with something that might be happening to you in your life, there's no need to hold it to yourself and to keep it to yourself. There is a wealth of support available through the university, whether it be through your school, whether it be if it's about academic skills, the academic skills units within your school or the library, whether it's chaplaincy, student wellbeing and the student union, my team there as well. It's so important to reach out to support if you think it might help you. And particularly with start of term, regardless of whether you're a first year student or whether you're returning to do your final year, not forgetting about the benefit of extracurricular activities to enhance your student experience. So this year we're launching at the Students' Union the Skills Development Programme, which is free training courses with a really wide variety of different natures. So it goes from like project and time management to supporting mental health and well-being and active bystander training. There's so many fantastic options available. So from a professional development perspective, that can be really helpful. From a making friends and having fun perspective, there's the societies. Students from HSK have a number of fantastic academic societies to choose from, such as nursing, midwifery, nutrition and dietetics, paramedic society. But there's also fun societies from things such as baking to gaming. So it's just there waiting for students. So my advice is just to make the most of all the support and the fun that's available to really enhance your time whilst you're here. Excellent. If they want to find out about one of those societies, what's the best way for them to do that? The best way is to visit our website, which is www.heartsu.com. The society's details are all under the opportunities tab. Just have a little mooch around and see what you can find because there's tons of information, not just about that, but the events and the trips and the training, it's all on there. So do have a little look because you won't be disappointed. There's something on there for everybody. Excellent. There's lots and lots of support out there. There's lots of fun activities and there's lots of things that might help students longer term in their career. So it's worth students really engaging and looking what the Student Union have to offer, isn't it? Absolutely. Brilliant. Thank you. And we'll continue to push that from the staff side as well and make sure that students are aware of the opportunities that are out there. Faith, thanks for coming to speak to the HSK pod listeners. It was really great to hear from you again and to hear a bit more about the Student Union. Thank you so much for having me. It was always a joy to come and speak to HSK students. Excellent. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye. The University of Hertfordshire has a range of teams that offer support to students and staff. One of the teams is called the Educational Technologies Team, sometimes referred to as the EdTech Team. For this month's professional spotlight, we have another guest, Aiden, from the HSK Educational Technologies Team. Aiden is going to share a brief message with us, letting us know about the HSK EdTech Team's role in the school and some of the different ways the team can be of help to students and staff. I now hand you over to Karen, who had the opportunity of meeting and interviewing Aidan. Hello again, everybody. Here we are. I'm with Aidan Mitchell, who is part of our educational technology team in HSK. We're going to call it the EdTech team from now on for short. Hi, Aidan. Would you like to just uh, say hello to everybody and just introduce yourself briefly before we start? Yeah. Hello. Hi, everyone. My name is Aidan Mitchell. I'm an educational technologist in the School of Health and Social Work. It's a pleasure to join you here in the HSK Student Podcast. Great. Thank you. 
So I wonder, Aidan, first of all, maybe you could just tell the listeners a little bit about uh, the role of the educational technologist, because we've got three members in the team. Could you also just tell us who the other members are? Yes, it's a team of three in the School of Health and Social Work, and it's myself, an educational technologist, and I'm associated with nursing or the NHW department. I don't know whether students are aware of all the acronyms, but yeah. And then you've got Anthony Herbland, who is the education technologist for AMS, or the Allied Health Professionals and Midwifery, and also the assistant educational technologist who works across both departments, Richard Matov. And he actually is the one that makes this wonderful podcast each month. That's great. Thank you, Aidan. Yes, I mean, all three members of the team, you've got your responsibilities. But again, you do sometimes work across the school on certain activities as well, don't you? Everybody has some school-wide, say if you're doing drop-ins or something like that, that would be for all staff, presumably. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's no sort of fence in our office. It's a case of us all working across the school. Yeah, but I think it's when it comes to particular programmes that you're responsible for, it's NHW or, or AMS, as you've just mentioned. Could you just give us a, a flavour of what educational technologists do in the school? Yeah, absolutely. Now, it's an incredibly broad role. And if you ask an education technologist, you'll invariably get quite contrasting answers depending on the, the particular emphasis or interest they have. I think if I was to sort of describe it top line, it's about making sure that there aren't any barriers that are caused by technology, be it a staff or student's knowledge of which buttons to press in a particular application, making sure that technology doesn't hinder anyone. So I guess with staff, it is about that sort of training and development in terms of using technologies as they um, are added or evolve to the kind of the, the arsenal, the suite of things that can be used for learning and teaching. But then on the student side, I think we also have to bear in mind that a student may not have access to all of the devices or all of the applications or operating systems that other students might have. So that's a big part of what we have to take into account as well and make sure that we're inclusive. And then rather than, I guess, sort of focus on barriers, it's about opportunities as well. It's about advocating for and I think modelling a kind of an attitude to technology or a way of working with technology that sees it as an opportunity. And perhaps rather than teaching every button that can be clicked in a particular application, more about imparting kind of a, a behavior with technology, which embraces the potential opportunity, you know, how it can really enhance learning and teaching. Brilliant. Thank you. So it's really looking at, at sort of prioritizing the best bits of technology that students and staff can use. We are at the beginning of the academic year at the moment. I wonder if you've got any advice about a key thing that students might want to be focusing on, possibly staff as well at this time of year with regard to technology. Oh, absolutely. So I suppose on the students' side, the focus at the moment is going to be on the digital skills induction checklist, which has been created. It's sort of got green branding and it's got a checklist of about a dozen or so key things that it would be really, really helpful for students to sort of be across at this time of year or get their head around the really basic stuff. But if you don't sort of do it and sort of make sure that you've clicked on it before and set things up, if you leave it all to the kind of the last minute or as you go, you're not giving yourself the breathing room to let the orientation of particular applications, you're not letting that sort of settle into your mind and you're making life harder for yourself. So yeah, it's good for sort of get ahead of the game and have a go through the digital skills induction checklist and uh, yeah, make sure that you've got all your kind of digital access ducks in order right at the start of term. So that's my advice for students. Have a look at that induction checklist. And I'm sure Mr. Matov, my colleague, will put a link to that in the subject or the description for this podcast as well. And then on the staff side, I would say the focus for this time of year would be getting all the wonderful module site content together and updating the module site content for the new academic year. Those are the sorts of things that we're focusing on supporting at the moment. 
Lovely. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's really good, I think, to give a bit of a focus for a particular time of year. I just wonder if you could give us an overview. Obviously, you've said you do loads of different things, so we're not going to be able to talk about all of them. But are there some particular different ways that you can provide support specifically for students in the first instance? What, What sort of things can you help them with? I think the main thing that we do to support students is actually create resources. So a lot of the time, there'll be some orientation required for a particular application or where things are on the various websites that students see at the University of Hertfordshire. So there'll be a lot of resources put into helping students orientate and knowing the processes. And when it comes to particular module sites, if a particular module has a multimedia assignment, then I think our faces become all the more familiar at that point. And uh, very often we say that students, if they have any particular problem in terms of digital literacy or uh, knowing, getting to know a particular tool, I mean, it could be something as um, simple as getting to know Microsoft Office, Office 365. I think that's a common one. If it doesn't know what cloud storage means really, or doesn't feel very confident in making a link to share a document with another staff member or a peer, then students can certainly talk to their module leader and they can refer the student on to us. And that's, that's precisely what we're there for. Can I just ask you, I mean, just for new students who might not understand what we mean when we say a multimedia assessment, can you just give us an example? Yeah, so an example of a multimedia assessment is where you might, rather than have to present something in class and everyone does it one after the other in a kind of a production line or conveyor belt fashion and obviously because of timetabling you all have to be there and so you all have to watch each other's and you can probably imagine kind of if you're the last person to go you've had quite a lot of time for the adrenaline to go up and you're a bit nervous so rather than do it that way you can record the presentation yourself and then upload that probably to Panopto, which is a tool that is integrated into Canvas learning management system. And so rather than have to do something kind of the old fashioned way where everyone cues the real world to be recorded by one camera, most people have a a camera on their smartphone nowadays or a camera on their laptop. So there shouldn't really be many barriers there and quite a lot of advantages actually to recording something on your, in your own time. And that way you even get the chance to do a couple of takes as well, which I'm sure students find beneficial. So that's what I mean by a multimedia assignment, or it could be there's a little bit of digital production as well. So perhaps a student creates a presentation and then perhaps adds some narration to that and then submits that. So yeah, a couple of examples there. And it's all about trying to think outside the box, really. And again, picking a scenario that is a bit clunky, perhaps historically in the real world that you want to either make it more inspiring, make it more tailored to a particular student, a bit more personalised, or streamline the submission process. Brilliant. Thank you. That's really good. I think, you know, not everybody, perhaps new students would know what that process was. So that's really helpful. Thank you. That's great. you're also there to support staff and by supporting staff you in turn help them to support the students so just a few things that you can help staff with yeah so a lot of the time we are concentrating on that role that a tutor has that perhaps historically might not have been there so much or might have not had as much emphasis which is kind of that role of a content creator a digital content creator so all the the virtual learning environment, Canvas, all the module sites, they require a lot of curation and a gathering together of resources of various different types and then formatting and arranging and organizing to make them accessible and digestible. And obviously, there's lots of different formats as well to make it engaging. So we've got written content, PDFs and video and sound. And so a lot of that requires advice and guidance on our part because your tutors their primary kind of subject of expertise is the subject they're teaching you. So we're there to help and offer guidance and at times 
available to provide a specific support on a particular resource as well. The other thing that we do, which I think we possibly end up helping students with as well, is within a classroom, you've got a lot of kit nowadays. I mean, we've obviously increased the rollout of hybrid learning and teaching. And that's actually not just a case of your tutors learning what buttons to press and then they're away. It's actually a real collaboration between students at home, students in the classroom, and variably the tutor who's speaking. And often there'll be an extra staff member who's there looking at the chat. So often it's about bringing everything together in a seamless way, which isn't always the most intuitive thing. So I think it's possibly not the clearest thing for students to realise that when they are speaking in a classroom, in a hybrid session, they are ideally heard by the people online. And that requires them to perhaps be thinking, where's the mic? What's its pickup like? Which is a very strange thing to be thinking about when your primary focus is the learning. But thinking about it, we all learn best when we socialise it. I loved going to school and loved going to university. I liked my subject, but to see and speak and interact with my peers. So if we can get our head around just breaking that kind of digital real in real life divide, the few kind of tweaks to our uh, behavior, then it can really enhance it for everyone. So that's one of the things that I think we've been doing a lot lately, which is going into a classroom and really helping take away some of the kind of friction that comes when you're getting to know a new way of working, really. Mm. Yeah, I think that's that's really true. And of course, over COVID, that's been such, I mean, I know hybrid is now sort of coming in more, but the online work that you guys did during COVID was absolutely invaluable, supporting the staff with that and students as well. So absolutely. And now the hybrid world is coming online. And so, yeah, as you say, it's not always the easiest thing to do the first few times. So having your help there is really good for staff and students, I think. We're sort of coming towards the end of our time now. I just wonder, is there one last sort of key message you'd like to give to our listeners today? I think the one takeaway I would probably want to impart to people is the idea of technology being an opportunity for us all. It is part of the world now, whether we like it or not. So if we accept that and sort of incorporate it into our lives willingly where we want it to, so that we get that kind of time spent using it and becoming familiar. We all need to eventually develop a mental model of how particular technologies work. And that takes time. And it's best done when we're enjoying ourselves. So if we can have a hobby that we allow to sort of overlap with technology, or try and remember that there's no real reason why we should know something instantly and pick it up like Mozart. But if we give ourselves the time and just watch ourselves being avoided if we're out of our comfort zone, then we'll find ourselves picking up particular technologies in no time. And it's okay to not pick it up if we've consciously thought not of benefit. But it's a great idea to be willing to pick something up because there's a lot to gain in this technological world we find ourselves in. Lovely. Thank you. Yeah. So it's embrace the possibilities really and, and don't avoid it. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. All right. So I'd like to thank you very much, Aidan, for being part of our HSK student podcast for the October edition. And uh, just remains for me to say bye for now. Thanks, Karen. Bye. Welcome to Just a Minute with SAS, where you receive updates on services being offered by the Student Success and Academic Support Team, also known as SAS, to HSK students. This is Shipa Begum, one of the tutors from the HSK SAS team, and here is a glimpse of what we have for you in October. First of all, welcome and welcome back to all our new and returning students. I am pleased to be back on this podcast. For those of you who are new and have not heard of the support offered by the SAS team, I need a little reminder, the SAS team is a small team based in the HSK school. We offer a free service to all HSK students by supporting you to develop your academic skills and getting the most out of your study. So if you are anxious about studying at university or you want to prepare yourself for the new academic year, we would like 
to support you in your journey. After running a reduced service over the summer period, we are back with a full schedule of appointments, drop-ins and events. So check out our appointments and drop-in timetable by visiting the Academic Skills Advice site. The appointments and drop-ins allow you to meet with a tutor and discuss your academic skills and how you can improve. Appointments require booking, whereas drop-ins times are offered on a first-come, first-served basis. We have scheduled hybrid workshops for October and November. Hybrid workshops are sessions where you can either attend in person or online at the time of the workshop. You will find the room numbers and the online workshop links on the HSK Academic Skills site. Now remember, to make use of the SAS team, we are here to help you with your academic skills and assist you in getting the most out of your study. So do check out the HSK Academic Skills Advice site. If you would like to contact us, please send us an email to hsk.skills at hearts.ac.uk. Thank you for listening. I wish to thank all our guests in this episode. Starting off with our student guests, Vivian, the HSK BAME student advocate, and Sarah, one of the new HSK student community organizers. Vivian and Sarah, thank you both for the good message you have shared with us today and for letting us know how you can help HSK students in your different roles. I am sure our student listeners have enjoyed your message and make use of your different services. I also need to thank Faith for coming to speak to our listeners and for letting us know about some of the different services the Hertfordshire Student Union Advice and Support Team has on offer. I am sure our student listeners have benefited a lot from your message and are going to make use of the different support from your team. Dear HSK students, I hope you now know how the Student Union can be of help to you and where to find them. Thank you Faith for being a guest on the HSK Student Pod and I'm sure we shall have you back again to speak to our student listeners. I also need to thank Aiden for letting us know about the HSK EdTech team's role in the school and some of the different ways the team can be of help to students and staff. Thank you for encouraging our listeners to embrace the benefits of using technologies and not to give up quickly when things do not work as expected. Thank you, Shipper, for keeping us updated on how the SAS team can be of help to HSK students and what the team has for the students in the next few weeks. A big thank you to our special interviewers, Laura, who had the opportunity to meet and interview Faith. Thanks to Karen, who had the opportunity to meet and interview Vivian, Sarah and Aiden. Thank you all for giving us the informative messages. We always appreciate the time taken by our HSK student pod interviewers. Not to forget, I wish to thank Karen in her role as our Associate Dean for Learning and Teaching and Student Experience. Thank you Karen for sharing with us the important news plus keeping us up to date on what's going on in the school. Thanks to all our guests, it's always a pleasure to have you on the HSK student pod. Also need to thank all other anonymous staff members who have made this episode to be a success. Thank you all for your support and creative ideas. Dear listeners, just in case you are not aware, I wish to let you know the HSK Student Podcast can now easily be accessed through a free app called Castbox. That is C-A-S-T-B-O-X, Castbox. To make it easier for you, you are encouraged to install this app today. Once you have installed the app, subscribe and add the HSK Student Pod to the favorite section so that the app alerts you whenever new episodes are out. The app will also add the HSK Student Pod to your library, which is another easier means of accessing the podcast, especially when you wish to listen to specific episodes. For more details about the Castbox app, Please see the podcast announcements that accompany the podcast on your program and module sites.
Dear HSK student pod listeners, I'm sure you heard the sad news at the beginning of this podcast that Karen is retiring and leaving us at the end of October. Please join me in wishing Karen a well-deserved and a happy retirement. Karen, we are wishing you a happy retirement and you will be greatly missed. As we come to the end of this podcast, to all our student listeners, I wish you good luck as you settle down in these first few weeks of this academic year. Also good luck in your new placements that some of you are yet to start or are just starting. For our academic staff, good luck with the new teaching groups and all you are doing for the HSK students. Dear HSK student listeners, look after yourselves and your loved ones. Be safe and hope everything you do in the remaining days of October and the coming few weeks in November goes well for you. Thank you for joining us and for being part of this episode. Bye-bye from Richard, your host, and join us in our next HSK Student Pod, which will have something fresh and new to listen to. Mm-hmm.